First time in a while, it's the Visitor's Locker Room. I'm Nate Craig and CJ Sullivan here in Los Angeles. Our good friends and found co-founders, Sean Flannery in Chicago and Mr. Sean Cole in the goddamn woods. Welcome to the show, guys. Good to see you. Good to see you. The Sean's. Flannery and Cole. Uh, Sean Cole, why don't you give us a report real quick where you're calling from, what's been going on up there in the woods, and uh, how you're handling Okay, thank you, thank you kindly. I'm I'm calling from the uh, I'm from the great state of Oregon. Yeah, sure. It's where, where I live, and uh, there's been uh, uh, the air quality has improved. I'm on the coast, so I'm fortunate. Um, but there are a, a great many men and women out there fighting fires, and uh, you're just and, putting them out. You're just putting them out in the city. And look at you got look at those traps. Look at those shoulders, man. You got some city worker fucking ball. I've been turning wrenches, babe. I've been turning some wrenches, man. I've been helping the system. I've been uh, turning a lot of wrenches and helping my my little tiny community of about 1,700 people. And uh, and I work for the water department now. I'm a regular uh, a regular guy again. I like it. You know, I hide out in the in the woods, and then I get into a, a work truck. And then I uh, put a mask on and some uh, some dark shades, and I go out there and I put on a high visibility vest, and then I uh, dig a hole, and then I get inside of it, and then I fix whatever I find. Yeah, sometimes it's it un- sometimes it's unnecessary. You are high. I'll tell you. I'll back that up right now. You are high visibility, Cole, dog. Look at Cole. What Cole? Let me ask you this. I, I've heard a lot of the the fires are being fought by prisoners that are, are getting like parole time. What do you think of this? Like prisoners fighting fires. You got, you got a strong back. We can use you. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not my words, but, uh, I, I, I'm all about that. I'm all about, uh, that the governor. That was, uh, that was, um, that was an old bit. That was not, that was an old bunch of bullshit. Yeah. That was uh, Garth Brooks did that, Neil. Who's more grizzled sketch with him and Robert Duvall? It was, um, with uh, hold on, it was um, Robert that was, Duvall. That's what I said, Robert Duvall. Well, that was Garth Brooks. He said his take on immigration. What's your take on immigration? You got a strong back. We could use you. Yeah. But um, yeah. the point is, Sean, I've I've uh, had a firsthand witness of uh, prisoners doing. <laughs> High skilled work for free labor, and they are not skilled and not taught the ways. I remember when I did swap in Chicago, yeah, you know, I totally remember that pickaxe and drilling into like pipelines, like gas yeah. lines. It is funny, people, people act you can quick in my line yeah. of work with infrastructure, and there's a lot of shit in the ground, and you can make huge mistakes that get, <laughs> get people hurt. Oh, it, it, it's it's so funny to me that we act like <laughs> fighting for Give a double laugh on uh, get people hurt. <laughs> Piece of cake. You want some people hurt? <laughs> Let me get in the ground. <laughs> well, have you ever, like, uh, like, have you ever had to call, like, what's the national line? Julie for digging? Like, I think it's, isn't it Julie? It's a, it's a, it's an 811. 
Logate. And I think it spells out Julie, but when you call them, like I just had to, I, I live in Oak, Oak Park or like right outside of Chicago and I only had to dig a two foot hole and I'm like, can I just dig it? Like I'm late for, I'm planting a tree for my wife's birthday. I'm running a little late. They act like if you dig a two foot hole in that area right there, you might kill 9 million people. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's what they are acting like. What they know is the truth. <laughs> they're, they're what they're doing there, Sean, is they're acting knowledgeable. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's, it's also is. amazing to me, though. It's like, well, if I'm a terrorist, why don't I just dig a bunch of holes? Why don't I? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. That scares the de- that scares the daylights out of me. Is um, how accessible a lot of infrastructure items are: uh, substations, um, wastewater plants, uh, water sources. I don't want to even talk about. Um, backflow devices there's a thing like irrigation can get really weird where uh you could you can do some really extremely dangerous things on a farm and that like especially in illinois where like everything's kind of level so elevation isn't really on your friend isn't your friend on like you're not going to have a big head of water somewhere that's going to save your ass and make sure things don't get down on that line you could you can break things and then uh and what happens is it actually uh, will 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 uh, import what's in front of it. Like you can break break a system down the line, and it'll suck everything in. So there's been horror stories. You go to school yeah. for this they, shit. They call that Delta P, right? Say that again. Isn't that Delta P? Like when you create the suction to bring in all the bad stuff. That's that's one of them. Yeah, that's an. That's yeah. that's. Yeah, it's a. It's just. It's just the. Uh, yeah, it's a straw. You know, it doesn't have any. It's going to pull whatever's down the line. So, Shit. So anyway, I yeah, I don't want people knowing about that because it's. Call it's Julie. Really Sean, what are you more concerned with, electricity or water? Well, like what's water? What do you more water? Hundred percent. Water. Well, what happens to the water happens to the people. A good plumber taught me that. Yeah. Um, so electricity. we got to take care of these things. Electricity can only kill you in an electrical chair, basically. <laughs> yeah, you got to wind up for that. One. I, I, I have, I, I have fucked up wiring. I have taken voltage. It's been <laughs> ridiculous. Wiring, how many times? How many times in your life? Of, I mean, I have taken some shit. You know, how many times? Over <laughs> under? How many times you've electrocuted yourself? Unconscious? Three times <laughs> by electricity. Three times. <laughs> One in a job interview, right? Is that true? One was in a job interview. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, Cole, you're with me, right? Water's more dangerous. Well, it's the raw force of it. And yeah, I mean, it usually comes in mass, right? We're usually seeing it in way even like right now, we were in a we're in a drought. We got all this dry shit, we got all this uh, all these wildfires. We're gonna get we might get two inches of rain in the next 48 hours. Now you're susceptible to landslides and shit like yeah. that. Jesus. Do you know do you know what the um do you know where the word ton, the you know, the random I, I forget what a ton is, but do you do you know where it comes from? It's just uh it, it weighs so much and we think it's so big, but I think it's just one cubic meter of water. That's how much water weighs. Yeah, it's 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 over eight pounds per gallon. So we forget my, that. My dad, uh, my dad, you guys will like this story. My dad loves to tell this story. Um, he, my 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 parents bought a condo on Lake Erie. You know, worked for the Catholic diocese his whole life. Social worker, got a great deal. 
in a very bad divorce. He swooped in, got a condo. <laughs> the guy above him had a leaky faucet. <laughs> and he, whenever he would come back, he was a lawyer. He, he wouldn't like the smell from the sitting, uh, yeah. or, or excuse me, from, I don't know, whatever. He, so he put a plug in it for some reason. Right. And it flooded in, in 48 hours, it flooded the whole apartment, ruined the whole building. And my dad loves to tell this stat. He goes, Sean, did you know that a leaking faucet will fill a human bathtub in 72 hours? A human bathtub. A human yeah. bathtub. And he talks about this incident like he saw the World Trade Centers falling down. Like, like he, he tells he tells people, if you meet my dad, he will tell you this story within an hour. If, if, if you're with him that long. Like that's Why doesn't like, he have a fucking Zoom call? I mean, that's who I want to talk to. My dad. We should do that. It's too I'll late to get him. Sean and your dad in a breakout room. Hold on. Yeah. Infrastructure. One-on-one. <laughs> American infrastructures. I was I was half listening. I was going through filters. Did we get through all three times you were uh, knocked out by electricity, Sean? No, two uh, two of them were just dicking around around the house, not paying attention. Yeah. My my uncle was an electrician, and he said real electricians never turn it off at the circuit. Which I so I'm right. looking back work on it like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that was the best advice. Uh, yeah. And then the one that was in an interview is, um, I was lying through my teeth about knowing batteries and I picked up a garage door opener battery that I thought was a nine volt. It looked like it looked big, but I'm like, Oh, that's a weird nine volt. And we would always lick nine volts. So I licked it, but it was a 1980s, a garage door opener battery. It was a 35 <laughs> volts. <laughs> Knocked me out. Real specific. <laughs> Real specific. 35 volts knocked you clean out. In a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, uh, it was a battery for an entire parking garage. And now if I recall, that it was, weren't you bragging about your expertise and uh, battery knowledge right beforehand? I did. They asked me, uh, right before I licked it, they said, how would you describe your overall level of battery knowledge? So they gave me an out <laughs> to just say, like, well, I know what A's are. And I, and I said, <laughs> A's. Oh, I said, expert or above. And then I pick it up. I go, you ever do this? Lick it. Knock. Knock straight out. Expert there was, there was, there was a dude there waiting to get. A, what I will always kind of remember is... Um, there was a dude there waiting <laughs> to watch battery replaced with his three girls. And like when I kind of come to and everything's gone, yeah. The manager was like, that guy ran away as fast as I've ever seen a human run with his two girls <laughs> in his arms. Oh man, that's great. So things are going well in Oregon. You no know, shirt on for cold, but you're looks like you're putting out fires and handling things. Things are in Chicago or uh, ah, Chicago. Chicago's doing great, right? Chicago's fine. Yeah, I mean, they're doing just fine. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we we're, we're going to be eighty-five degrees on Wednesday. All right, we're doing great. <laughs> That's amazing. What was the uh, what was the story yesterday in Chicago? The guy running down running down the running down the Eisenhower on a horse. Oh, the horse guy. 
it's weird. You know what's so funny about that is everyone's projecting their own political movement on him. Yeah. <laughs> so like everyone's like, oh, he's doing this for census compliance. I'm like, yeah, all right, I, I don't know. That. That. I'm like, what? I'm like, he's, doing that? he's doing that to remind us to fill out our census. And then there's other people like, oh, well, you know, he's actually doing it for autism awareness. You know, <laughs> like, oh, okay. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> I think he just wanted to ride a horse. Right. I think so. I think so. It's COVID. You can you can take an exit ramp on a horse now during right. COVID. Look, here's the deal. I bought this horse the same week I moved to the Ukrainian village. Okay. And there's nowhere else to open this thing up except for the fucking Dan Ryan. Do you guys get this in LA? And you know, Cole, I know you don't live in like such a congested area, but what's crazy about in Chicago under COVID is there's like no normal traffic. So you can, the upside of that is if you are driving, you can get anywhere in like 10 minutes. The downside is like people are wrapping their cars around poles because everyone is driving at 90 miles an hour. And it, it's just an insane traffic situation. The traffic's kind of gotten up a little bit. Phase one was great. Those first couple of months, no traffic anywhere. No, everyone was locked down. Now, now people just don't give a fuck. It's done. People, now haven't you heard? Uh, America is over COVID, so it's over. Yeah. It back to football. Yeah, back to football. <laughs> now it's a perfect segue, Sean. Football's back. NFL <laughs> college. Did you see Notre Dame already had to cancel next week's game? Eight players with COVID. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I, I will say, if I can, I missed that. Top 25 when the Big Ten and Pac-10 were like, we're not doing it. Right. And Navy, University of Cincinnati was like seven. <laughs> all, all kinds of schools are being ranked for the first time ever and celebrating it. Like <laughs> Iowa State was 18th for like three hours. Then they lost to some fucking bumps. <laughs> like it's like all these like hilarious – Louisiana, Lafayette is like ranked now. <laughs> they got a clear path in a BCS championship. <laughs> they control their fate. Appalachian State controls their own fate. App State <laughs> always controls their own fate. <laughs> That's what they do. Um, yeah, how many players on Wisconsin got it? Like forty or something ridiculous. Wisconsin got Wisconsin got like forty players. LSU Ed Arzurin claims this whole team got it, so they're going to be fine. I think they're, they're using like a competitive advantage, so people won't, won't want to be near them. Right. Well, what was the what was the story about the soccer team, Sean? The uh, there was a soccer team in Germany that won thirty seven to nothing because they all had COVID, and the other team didn't want to get anywhere near them, so they put seven guys out there, and they all kept social distancing. But, but the players <laughs> that had player, to play they would have find us. <laughs> they had to play the game, right? Yeah, they, they were gonna find or something. So you said people just avoiding them. That is wild. That is wild. College football is bad enough. I can't imagine getting fined for not playing against an entire squad of coronavirus <laughs> patients. It's inhumane. Right. It's the most humane. So <laughs> it's, there's nothing more humane. Yeah. Superhumane. This, this virus attacks humanes mm. very easily. Deal with it, humanes. It spreads from humane to humane. I mean, these like these these college coaches, though they've been amazing and all. They're it, it's so 
not that it was ever not clear, but I feel this is the year that makes it so clear that they're just unpaid labor, that the schools right. are totally dependent on them. Because the, the, the machinations that they go through to say like, oh no, these kids are safer from the virus by uh, just basically tackling men for 10 hours a day <laughs> here rather than interacting with their families. They yeah, should be they here. say Nick Saban goes... Uh, <laughs> There's, there's safer, there's safer college campus than running around at home. He goes, right. I guess our guys are going to catch the virus on the football field. They're going to yeah. catch it on campus. The argument probably should be, we should be having school. That's the argument. Why is it? Why should we be playing football? Why is that the argument? It should be. I love that team. argument. That is, that's the that's the logical conclusion yeah. of college football, right? We shouldn't have it. We shouldn't actually have an academic wing anymore. <laughs> right, right. Lose it. Yeah. That's a liability. What philosophy? Come on, it's just a drain. It's just a drain on finances. <laughs> Football pays for everything, and therefore get rid of everything else. Here's Dabo Swinney from Clemson. This is the safest environment that we can have our guys in, without a doubt. As opposed to letting these guys all leave and go home and be in these environments where they're not getting tested. They don't have this. They don't have the sanitized environment we have. Medicated environment. You, you should see their homes. <laughs> I, if I, I don't mean to interrupt their house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think that speaks to like all these fucking SEC coaches are so goddamn racist. I mean, all they're basically saying is these kids come from uh, homes that I don't think are healthy and stable. You know, dirt roads. And he, we, we gave him his first pair of shoes. I'll play against that and and say like, well, if you if you got a if you got a young pl- person on your on your campus and you're taking care of, and you are controlling it, the your environment and the facilities, and they are they're being watched and they're being scrutinized, then then there's a little I, I don't know I'll just play to that part and say like, there's something to that like yeah they're keeping it clean right here right now keep these guys right here you got them clean. You're checking them out. They're not going to get checked if they're back home. They're not getting. Well, checked. that is true. That's one hundred percent. That's one hundred percent. These environments of like hundred. First of all, just traveling around. If I could, yeah, a travel party. Yeah, Ed Ogeron is not being honest. What his team does when he's not around. <laughs> it is also funny though that the third string tight end at Alabama can get a coronavirus test easier than probably an ER doctor <laughs> in Alabama. Right. They're getting tested every day. Every day. Yeah. We're upside down, right, guys? I mean, that's just what we've agreed to. We've agreed to be upside down as a people. Yeah. Just Portland. upside down. Yeah, we're, we're worried about the slight, this, this uh, misdirection is what's – Hey, I need I need my football helmets on Sunday, and I need some on Saturday. And oh yeah, baseball make that a thing again. You know, like sixty exhibition games is going to solve it. That'll that'll make me feel complete. You know, like we all want some normalcy. Yeah, like something that looks like what we normally do about this time. Like it's just it's not the case. I, I love how people are trying to cast. People are trying to cast like quivering anxiety as like toughness like the the idea of like not wearing a mask or like going to a football game is somehow now equated as like being tough or like not letting the virus or the 
the, the virus they don't even believe in push them around. When in reality, they just can't stand smelling their own breath for 45 minutes while they go to fucking Costco. <laughs> it's, there's nothing tough about it. There's nothing tough about it. We're like not. The big, yeah, the Big Ten got bullied into playing football by the SEC. I think how the SEC is just dumb Southern Big Brother that's bullying everyone else into play. <laughs> big Ten's like, now we're going to do the smart thing. The SEC's like, you pussies. They put like their construction signs. You can either go home like the Big Ten, like making big jokes about them. And they're like, all right, fine, we'll play. The well, Big Ten is like, fine, we'll play. Then they're like, well, the medicine got better. Not because I'm like, really? The medicine changed? Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Actually, we crunched the numbers and we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't play this. <laughs> um, my favorite part about the Big Ten was Nebraska. Because like Nebraska is probably like the most quasi southern, you know, and they're like, no, we can't shut down. We'll, we'll, we'll go without you, Big Ten. We'll go without you. Yeah, and I love the Big Ten. The Big Ten, A sued the Big Ten to let them play football. Yeah, and I love the Big Ten going. Okay, well, guess what? You're playing Ohio State week one, buddy. <laughs> And then Penn State on the road. And then now Nebraska is going to sue them. Like, all right, this schedule's too tough. <laughs> it's a, a schedule-based lawsuit now. We, we wanted a Big Ten schedule, but not that Big Ten schedule. Right. We just we wanted to play Minnesota five times. Yeah, we're in the West. We don't even know what that is. Well, yeah, but you're right. I like them at first saying, hey, listen, we're new to this Big Ten. We don't really do that academic shit. We'll go anywhere. We'll play football in a you know, – Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing. People at Wisconsin love doing more than blaming the board of regents for having too high a standards for like recruiting and shit like that. Every school does that. Dude. I love. I love that. Well, I can get in. Yeah, that is so hilarious to me. That's like no, they just you know they accepted them over there. Our academic. It's like, do you really think? Got a bunch of eggheads trying to keep us yeah, out of the really sugar think bowl. That, like, like Randy Moss was declined <laughs> because <laughs> right. of his algebra scores. You know, like, like they they accept everyone. It's it's that money. They need that money. They need that. Re they need that big revenue, and you're seeing it now. And they're driving the ball, and they're and they're um, they're going to do it. I mean, they're just going to do it. They're going to put people at risk. Who's the biggest? Who's the? Where does the the biggest bulk of the money go? Is it just advertising? You know what those 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 fucking pres those presidents of those colleges and some of those fucking guys sitting up there and men and women sitting up there on some of that shit are fucking some of the highest earners in America. Yeah. It's, it's absurd. Definitely, yeah, it's just really state employees. I mean, it's it's, it's it's so fucked up upside down that where you have a kid who who could have. Uh, valedictorian and can't get in-state tuition at a, at a school can't get a break is still going to pay 24 or twenty five thousand dollars to go to like oregon state not oregon oregon state go be an engineer go be a farmer or a teacher and can't get a break at all but these guys are just there it's it's take way that, it's that up it's take that debt with you too take that debt with you oh, too. yeah hey get started uh, be behind the eight ball by about two hundred fifty thousand dollars when you come out of here, and oh yeah, by the way, the job market's going to be in the fucking tank. Like, and also our special teams coach is making mid six figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's upside down. It's bad. It's a really and people are following the money now and they're seeing it and people are talking about that where that money goes and why that is and why is that tuition so high? It shouldn't be that high. 
And if you're an educator, you got to foot the bill. Hey, you're going back into uh, the system that created you and you're going to try to bring other people up. You go here for free. Bernie was onto this shit, man. He could say, he could say, Hey, I'm not, you know, socialism, whatever, but it's like, no, if you're in, if you're in the game to heighten your people in your area by way of education, then you don't owe us a fucking dollar. So Sean, Sean, based on, based on your breakdown of uh, the dangers of electricity and water in the public works and infrastructure, who should be the highest paid state employee in any given state? In any given state? Yes. Well, I think it depends on the threats the state is under. Like in um, Louisiana, it should be the guy in charge of flooding. In uh, hey, I'm the flooding guy. I'm here. <laughs> hey, we got, we got floods today. No floods. Right, I'm going back to bed. Well, it's funny that you say. Do you say Louisiana? Because in Alabama, they they're they're about to elect. A football coach to a Tommy Tober, yeah, over Tuber Doug Jones. Jones. He's coming. He's coming. They're gonna get that Tuberville. He's such a fucking, fucking shithead, too. Yeah, he wasn't even a good coach. He had that one good season for Clemson. Right. Tuberville. Yeah, wasn't it Clemson? Auburn. 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 Thank you. Sorry. In Alabama, which is just like- in Alabama. Yeah, I knew it was one of the rivals, but yeah. Let's okay. Jones yeah. on the then Trump's for him, so that's all you Who should make the most? You you, you gotta you, you're probably still looking at your higher education fields. Uh, you're looking at any education and any public safety. And and just start there. Like, hey, let's keep our people safe and let's get them some education. I like the chief electrical engineer of the city of Portland, Oregon being the highest paid public employee and then them treating him like a fucking football coach <laughs> having to do fucking press conferences and shit. That'd be a good one. Okay. A couple injury updates. Uh, <laughs> we lost two guys in a sinkhole. <laughs> got a couple finger injuries this week. Um, Mike Manzuli hurt himself climbing up a ladder. like you just like he has to name why and how like it's almost like i'm going with mike tice telling you how his guys were hurt like couple key notes klein sasser is questionable (laughs) just leaving it at that like day to day day to day yeah everybody's day to day bud we're out here busting assholes like yeah it's gonna be day to day it's it's moment to moment. Sean Cole used to do a Mike Tice uh, press conference impression every Monday. It was great. He had the D- Dorney Park Jumbo Novelty Pencil behind the ear. <laughs> Jimmy Klein Sasser. Jimmy Klein Sasser's day to day. Chris Goldman is not on our roster. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like realizing who he doesn't have who he want wanted to be there just ideas the players he just goes to his own fantasy fucking viking lineup Fuad Rivez you guys are viking fans right <laughs> Fuad the tight hammy he's managed <laughs> CJ what's that story uh, Cole wait till you hear this there's a what was the high school f- 
like the high school moms? Was that more than one kid or was that just one kid who literally moved to another state to play high school football? Well, there's two. I think you're conflating two stories. There's, there's the one who, whose parents separated so he can play football. And then there's the Big Ten moms, the left guard moms who all got the Big Ten of Coke to, uh, you know, they protest and whatnot. Oh, right, 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 right. The moms, moms will be heard. So they signed uh, petitions. Flannery, we were talking about the um, – the Moms of the pulling the, guards. The, 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 <laughs> the moms of the players. bullshit. I mean, I, I, I love how, like, we're now – they did this in Portland, too. Like, okay, the moms have shown up. Now you have to actually listen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, we're the only people that have any ethical, you, you know, kind of bearing and that can read the situation. So now you have to listen. The moms have shown up. Full, full disclosure, full disclosure, and we had a little back and forth about this on email. Sean Flannery is, has been chased into the lowest room in the house that he bought, <laughs> and he is furious about the treatment of dads. So what's yeah, that? Explain to dads, explain dads during COVID right now, and yourself. Well, a semi-related, a semi-unrelated point, but it is, a, so, you know, I own a fucking house in Chicago, <laughs> you know, which, as a dad... First of all, I feel like that's what you have to do to defend yourself. Like I get kids that walk into my house and they'll yell, like, what's the Wi-Fi password? I'm like, I'm I own this fucking house, okay? Like I'm not uh, I'm not a concierge that explains shit to you, all right? <laughs> and I am not gonna dictate a Comcast router password to you, all right? But but now that they have e-learning, it's ridiculous because like I have a job that pays for this house and I'm continually displaced from rooms where my kids are like, Oh dad, I'm doing Zumbi. And I'm like, what's Zumbi? It's like jumping jacks for my class and I need to be on video for it. So basically uh, find a different room for your performance review at your actual job that pays for this fucking house. And I end up in, I just get put into small. I was in the guy, we have a closet that has the sump pump. <laughs> That I did a pitch for new business on, and I'm like, what? The, like, what kind of inversion of, of of domestic power is this? John is taking the freedom isn't free approach to his kids in COVID. He's right. I'm in a room that has a mattress leaning. Yeah, look at Cole. <laughs> Cole. Cole, I don't see a door that could be opened in that. Like everything just hits. I got in here. <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a mattress leaned up against a murphy bed uh, <laughs> Look at this i'm on battery power i had to charge it up yeah. <laughs> All my, these are the only two outlets <laughs> my fucking washer and dryer jesus christ that doesn't look safe <laughs> so anyway, this is what dads are dealing with this is what dads are dealing with and they're all over the injury report man I wonder why the moms think they can demand a Big Ten season to happen and it works. Yeah. I love that. We didn't get our say. Who gives a fuck about your say? We're talking about the doctors here. Yeah, yeah the doctors exactly. had their say. Now let the moms have their say. <laughs> well, sure. In that case, why don't the fucking... Uh... Let's, let's see. The doctors keep food in my fridge. I got two 300-pound monsters in my fucking guest room. You know what? Why doesn't the eggplant have a say? How about the eggplant has a say? I say we play football. <laughs> Chicken nuggets should have a say. 
We're tag team spicy. We'll keep our distance. Yeah. I like and how it takes it takes your eyes and then puts them closer together. Yeah. And Franklin should have a say. No. All right, no say for Ben. But Sean, what was the story of the kid that uh, moved to another state just so he could play high school football? <laughs> this was uh, this out here, Nate, California high school kid. Uh, you know, all the high school kids in California, California high school sports is all going to shut down because they're kind of semi taking it seriously, even though they're still not. So all these all these blue chippers who want to play their season, their uh, senior year, they're just traveling, they're moving to red states that are playing football. Come on down. We'll, we'll take you. So this one kid, his name is Jake Garcia. He's like a five-star quarterback recruit, whatever. He moved from he moved from California to Georgia to play football, and his dad went with him and chip. And um, but they have some transfer rules that you have to move permanently. The, the mom couldn't because she's like a nurse. She's you know she's a a job she couldn't move away from. So they're legally getting separated. So he could just play his senior year <laughs> in his fucking place. And where he's going, he's going to that. Uh, no pressure, kid. Right. He's going, and the, and, the, and the school that's taking him in is like Rush Probst guy. He had an MTV show two a days for Hoover or whatever it was. Remember, he got caught with another family. And he got, he got like shame. He's like, he's like a real scumbag. I love, the, I love how they treat high school like it's colleges down there. Right. Imagine being a high school football recruiter. <laughs> and he's a coach, big time coach. And I, I, and I love that. Those, we always love that too. They don't just cheat on their wife. They set up a whole new family in another oh, town. I love people that do that. I love people that do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing to me. It's so crazy. Cause like if I were to cheat on my wife, I, I think better than the sex would be the lack of a calendar, like not having any birthdays to remember, like no bills. <laughs> and, and these fuckers are so crazy. They want that too. I know. You know? That's how that is. That we want to do it proper. I know it's, I know it's illicit, but I want to do it properly. <laughs> I mean, for fucks. If, if this shit goes sideways, I love you. <laughs> if this like goes the- wrong. Every sitcom eighties, every sitcom eighties had a cheesy episode where a guy, a guy was on two dates and he had like run from room to room, you know, like yeah, you know, he had two girls yeah. at the same time. He, he's do, imagine doing that legally with, separated is amazing family. for your son's yeah. quarterbacking career during a pandemic. And I wonder, Paul, how do you think you propose that to your wife? You're going to get legally separated for your, if you're, you know, you have a son, let's say he's a blue chipper. Yeah. Let's say you're cannon. You propose that under, uh, under you're going to get on paper divorced. <laughs> <laughs> that would not go over, bud. That would be, a, there would be a crime scene here immediately. Following any talk. Talk yeah, about two birds. Well my house either. Two, two birds, one stone. I'm fucking single and my kid's going pro. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Babe. Yeah, that's it's for the best. <laughs> it's, it's for Kyler. I, I, you know he belabored probably. And it's just on paper, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on paper. Right. Yes, I will be in Oklahoma City. <laughs> and 
I am legally, I can't wear a wedding ring because of this whole charade. <laughs> but it's all on paper. For the press, I might have to take out like a, take out the, the athletic director's wife a few times. <laughs> Just to be shown around town. With a, yeah, it's customary. Matter of fact, babe, you could move to Georgia. And no, I could she can't though. here. She can't though. That's the whole thing. That's the right. rule. She can't. He because... moved. He moved second one. No problem. Let's go. Back up. Well, it's definitely his harebrained scheme. Yeah. Well, I'm saying he he might have he might have his eyes on a, already a franchise in the neighborhood. He might not want to fucking. He might just want his house back to himself. You know. I mean, there you go, Flano. You got to get your kid transferred to a fucking to a state where there's some sort of exotic academic scholarship no offense but i don't know if your kids even play football but and then and then you know yeah everybody's kids are playing football ship nobody's ship kids play football anymore ship the whole fam and then you get your house back dude it's funny like just talking about how people play football so i live in a suburb that has a lot of people they have a football team and whatnot but all the boys I grew up with, like, we grew up in a big football neighborhood, you know, like, we're 20 miles north of Canton, and none of the schools play football now in grade school. And what's hilarious is they have to, like, coagulate the teams from, like, at grade school levels from, like, five different schools, and they don't even know what's going to happen when this current generation gets up to high school, if they're going to be able to field a high school team or not. Right. It's pretty crazy. Bet you they got a drone team though. They got some they got some fucking what's the what's the video game? What's the kids play? Fortnite. They got a Fortnite squad, I bet. Call Call of Duty. Esports the biggest thing in the world. I like when people make fun of esports. You know, like you're watching people play video games. Yeah, people watch people play poker and golf and shit like that. So there's all kinds of things people watch because half of our life is watching people that do things better than us. Right, that's do things better. That's why you're watching. It's not the actual action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just we just can't get over the fact that we grew up doing it, and they're right. Like, I, I feel like that's, like, one of the, I feel like that's how when you know you're old, in my opinion, is when your son says what he wants to do for a living, and you go, they fucking pay you for that. <laughs> <laughs> they all want to be YouTubers. Like, every kid wants to be a YouTuber or a gamer. Like they don't want to play center field or they don't want to be a free safety or a quarterback anymore, <laughs> which is fine. Now, like, I don't mean that in like some sort of Dennis Leary no, anti-masculine. I'm just saying it, it, it's, it's changing. So, so Sean, Dennis Leary, uh, I think this is the time to hire him back <laughs> for the it money. Probably it probably is. For what? This I mean, football? Be- yeah, get him on every game. Who cares? Dennis this Miller, would be- right? Dennis Miller, that's who. Sorry. Well, you yeah. mean Dennis Miller. I think I said Dennis Leary. No, I know. I know. Here's the problem. Flint- 
everyone speaks so pro Flannery, and we go with those mistakes, and we all collectively know who he's actually talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to throw a side at it, and it's because there's people, anyone who is watching, is going, like, "What the fuck? Why do they keep calling him Dennis Leary?" <laughs> they know it's Mil They know it's Miller, right? Hey, come here. They know it's Miller. Well, because yeah. in this scenario, it's the same fucking act, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, Dennis Leary is an actor. Dennis Miller is a comedian. <laughs> what? Dennis Leary's an actor. Dennis Miller's a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> sure. They both sing songs, I bet. Yeah. Speaking of YouTube stars, before we get to the NFL. Real sing-songy, that's for sure. I know you want to talk about this, uh, Sean. There's a, there's a fight coming up between Mike Tyson at age 52, whatever, and sweet Roy Jones Jr. at a, whatever fucking age he is. I say that because the undercard is Logan Paul versus Nate Robinson, YouTube star <laughs> <laughs> versus five foot seven dunk champion Nate Robinson. That's the undercard of your Mike Tyson Roy Jones fight. What's Logan Paul way? He's a big boy, actually. He's like uh, yeah, he's, he's like, like six foot three. I bet he weighs two oh five, two ten. He looks like that eighties villain, you know, the blonde haired guy who's in Karate Karate Kid villain, like. All those movies, the villain, he's, he's great. He's actually in Cobra Kai now. That's what Logan Paul looks like. He's like a big fucking white blonde kid. Here we go. Let's get a look at this kid. Yeah, I mean, I imagine Nate Robinson's fought before in a ring. Uh, he wouldn't just take a fight. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but who else, you know? Well, let's talk about Tyson Roy Jones. You were saying you, you can't believe the odds on that one? Well, I was saying, and, you know, I. I don't know like a lot about fighting necessarily, but Roy Jones Jr. is one of the greatest fighters of all time. Yeah, he was. And was, was. knocked the guy out professionally last year. That's <laughs> that recently. We caught him recently, yeah. Like, like, like was still fighting. And, yeah. and then like Mike Tyson <laughs> hasn't really fought competitively in 15 years. And right, he in the hangover movies. Like I, I think Mike Tyson, I, I, I think for nostalgia, we're seeing him train and we all think he's indestructible because we remember how he was in the 80s. But I think Roy Jones Jr. will kill him. But the, the money's all on Tyson. The money is all on Tyson. Money's on Tyson because videos have come out of him working out. Going, there he is. He's back. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here comes a cat in Brooklyn and some kids. Hey, everybody. Hey, Coles. Hello. Alison Oregon. Oh, what's up? There he is. There's a little linebacker. There's a pitcher. A pitcher. Look at this cat. Look at this kitty cat. Oh, look what she did. Look at this crazy cat. Look what she did. Wait, oh, she put your hat on? Yeah, she climbed underneath of there. <laughs> That's my hat. Hi, Jinx. My wife's hot. Cole, you're, Cole, I just don't think you're taking this episode seriously. I'm uh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we work hard and try to get stories Ooh, together. Everybody's talking about the Mike Tyson Roy Jones fight. Here you are, throwing your goddamn bare feet all around. All right. <laughs> what's sorry. the weight? What's sorry. the weight difference, Roy Jones? Sorry. Like, there you go. <laughs> Hold up. Sorry. It's all right. Just you know. I apologize, Mike. I'm having a camera problem. 
Stop. Sorry. It's all right. I'm with you, Flannery. I'm with you. I'm back. Roy Jones, uh, a lethal striker. Uh, what's uh, Mike Tyson going to weigh in this thing? <laughs> well, here's the thing. How much is he going to weigh? The California he's, he looks he looks lean and mean. But they're saying they're not going to allow them to actually hit each other. It's going to be an exhibition. Like, we don't want anyone knocking each other out. Like, they're like, no, we're going to go after each other. Like, no, no, we don't have the insurance for that. You guys are like 55 <laughs> years old. <laughs> we can't have you guys touching each other. Like, I want you guys to make a living at all, but fuck. Well, that doesn't make any sense. But they have to, like, but they're not selling it that way. And it's no, they're not selling it that way. They're going to want to do damage and, like, you know. Roy Jones like, whoa, boy, I made a mistake. He's going to kill me. They showed a video of Tyson accidentally hit his trainer. I'm like, I think I, I think Jones is saying that all for show. I, I, I don't think Jones is afraid at all. I don't even know if they have a venue for this thing yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll say this. If you were to bet the over-under on whether this fight will actually happen, mm-hmm. I would bet that it would not happen. It's already been pushed back. Nate Robinson, Logan Paul will. What's that cat's name, Cole? Winnie Cooper. Really? Yep. Is he afraid of this? <laughs> Ooh, look at that. Look at that, Winnie. Ah, Winnie Cooper. Yeah. Are you afraid of a green screen or a green bed sheet? And his teeth? <laughs> She's right. swatting at it. She doesn't like us. That's that seems it. it seems like the Mike Tyson thing is just. Uh, I mean, I hope he's getting paid. I hope he's able to save some money. <laughs> I just don't. I I don't know. I saw the one highlight. We all saw the same thing. The thirty seconds with him sparring and beating ass, and it's like, dude, find peace in your in your in your life and get this <laughs> money and fall back. Go do go do ca- uh, cartoons. You know. Hey, is there amazing like? Like turn around his career, like how accepted is there a more accepted convicted rapist we've had recently? Like, no, it's not at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> like you said, cartoons, Broadway shows. He's everyone's yeah. lovable character and the Hangovers. Do you know what I think is one of the best examples that you have the first movie, The Hangover, super important scene. Right. They do The Hangover Part Two. And I don't know if you've heard this story before, but they wanted to have Mel Gibson in it as himself. Yes. And Zach Galifianakis led a boycott of the crew because of the words he said when he was arrested, which I, I don't dispute that. But I love that he didn't have a problem working with a convicted rapist. Yeah, of course. Tyson, he, as the comic foil. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, like you're you're absolutely right. Like it, it, he's faced almost no downside to that. That is a good point. Yeah, t- uh, Mel Gibson was gonna be the tattoo artist in Bangkok or whatever um, character. That's a that was a, <laughs> that was a hilarious money grab. Hangover two and three, just absolutely destroying like any credibility well, I ever had. I love movies. I honestly believe the most important sequel of all time. Is um, Terminator Two Part Two? Which one? Sorry, Weekend at Bernie's Part Two. Because Weekend at Bernie's Part Two. I've heard you talk about this. And you you make a very interesting point. Why is Weekend at Bernie's Two, Sean, the 
the most important sequel in movie history. It changed movies more than any other movie, like Godfather, uh, Gone with the Wind. None of them changed it as much as Weekend as Bernie's Part 2. And that's because before Weekend as Bernie's Part 2, there was like a sort of general agreement that you wouldn't make a sequel just for money reasons. Like if it didn't make artistic sense, if there was no way to like figure it out in the narrative, it couldn't be done. We got Bernie's too. was like, fuck it. It's all a money grab. I don't even know the storyline of Weekend at Bernie's too. What do you think? Nobody does. (laughs) That's the point. He's still dead. They're yeah. still dragging him around. I actually think there was a full title of it. We get a Bernie's too. They come up with a reason that nobody knows. What's the title? Corpse around. around for another movie. Still kicking. Still kicking. No, still dead. But I think he becomes a. I think he. I mean, yeah, I think he might actually. No, so a voodoo doctor actually. I was say that a voodoo possesses. A voodoo him, doctor right? actually raises him from the dead. He comes back. Yeah. Most of the 80s sequels started with a voodoo doctor. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. That is true. The treatment of the voodoo religion is very very discrediting. Potions. (laughs) You got that cat looking like Tootsis. Remember when kids used to drive and cats and I would drive over a cliff and he'd shake. <laughs> he would shake right before they go right over the cliff. That's how you would do it. Oh, what was the Toons' song again? It's Toons. He drives around all over the <laughs> town. Toons driving cat. <laughs> all over the, the town. <laughs> he drives around all over the town. <laughs> And, uh, so you want to hear? Hey, you want to hear a good cat song? And I'm not even joking. Look up the words, the lyrics to this song, uh, uh, "Don Gatto." Have you ever heard of that one? No. D O N Don Gatto, which is uh, G A T O, Spanish for uh, cat, male cat. Yeah. Super. It's a super great uh, Spanish song about a a cat. Yeah. What's a cat doing? A song. Uh. He does whatever he wants, and and then he and then well, he dies. Oh, he dies! But remember, cats have nine lives. So at the end of the song, he comes back. Hey, here he we go. Oh, Senor Don Gato was a cat yeah, on a high did. red roof. Don Gato sat. He was there to read a letter. Meow, meow, meow. Where yeah. the reading light was better. Meow, meow, meow. Twas a love note for Don Gato. I adore you, wrote the lady cat, who was fluffy white and nice and fat. There was not a sweeter kitty, meow, 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 in the country or the city, meow, meow, meow. And she said she'd wed Don Gato. <laughs> oh, senior Don Gato jumped with glee. He fell off the roof and broke his knee, broke his ribs and all his whiskers, meow, meow, meow. And his little sore plexus, solar plexus, meow, meow, meow. I caramba, cried Don Gato. <laughs> he got injured in a celebration. Okay. All the doctors, they came on the run. Just oh, we got the point. We got the point of the song. <laughs> oh, hold on, it's 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 got a good ending. <laughs> Just to see if something could be done, and they held a consultation. Meow, 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 about how to save their patient. Meow, 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 how to save Senor Don Gato. 
But in spite of everything they tried, poor Senor Don Gato up and died. No, it wasn't Mary, meow, 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 going to the cemetery, meow, 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 for the ending of Don Gato. Yep. Hold on. One more verse, CJ. Sure. Is there an extended version? But as the funeral passed the market square, such a smell of fish was in the air. I'm going to have to mute you. Though the burial was slated, meow, 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 he became reanimated. Meow, meow, meow. He came back to life, Don Gatto. That's how that ends. All right. Don Gatto. So we don't have to look it up. We just told right there. My favorite cat story uh, from a friend of ours, a business locker room. I think I know what you're about to say. Mike Olson. Olson? Yeah, who I'm a pen pal with. Now, we mean him uh, write letters and such to each other during this COVID time. Yeah. He became a subscriber to Regency Rants. Anyway, back when we lived with our friend, or another good friend, Allison Lieber, uh, they had a bunch of cats, and they lived on the fourth floor. And one cat got off the. I literally, I literally walked Sean on this story. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm getting a beer because I know. I know the story. I'm, I'm kidding. Your story's right. amazing. I know. <laughs> We're all ears, Charles. The cat gets caught up in a tree because they lived on the fourth floor, so it jumped from the deck to the tree. He got caught in a tree. And Allison's crying, you know. Like, oh my God, a cat's caught a tree. Mike, call uh, call the fire department. Call nine one one. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of tree. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they do that. You know, that's just <laughs> like, that's just from TV, like in the fifties. You know, <laughs> like Dennis the Menace and shit like that. But she's going, you know, she's carrying on. You know, he goes, all right, all right. He calls up nine one one. Calls the fire department. Goes, yeah, my cat's caught in a tree. Like okay, yeah, well, uh, yeah, we don't do things like that. We don't, we don't go rescue cats. You know, we're we're the Chicago Fire Department. We have important things to do. Yeah, no, I figured that as much, but uh, my my girlfriend's crying and she wanted me to do it, and she's a real mess. I don't know what to do. And the nine hundred one dispatcher, she goes, uh, "Well, tell her this. Uh, have you ever seen a, a cat skeleton in a tree? <laughs> no, no, I haven't." Yeah, well, they get down, okay? <laughs> There's a reason for that. They're not going to die up there. Meow, meow, meow. Yeah. They become reanimated. Sure. I have cat. Is that Cat the Claude, Cole? Huh? Is that Cat the Claude? No. She's she's, she's just young. She's little and... Uh, That's I leave in, Yeah, I leave them with their claws. I got raccoons out here, so I like when my cats fight with raccoons. Yeah, growing... But growing up, people get to cast the cloth all the time, but now now apparently it's a bad thing. They realize pulling <laughs> figures of the skeleton out might be bad. <laughs> right, might be bad. We got, our, we got our cat to Claude uh, in the eighties. Back, back in the eighties, though, you treated your you people treated our animals the way you treated your kids in the fifties. You know, like electric fences for dogs, the Claude cats, like take your tonsils out, just <laughs> like, like you know whatever you know. Yeah. Like braces for polio, things like that. Anyway, we got our cat to Claude, and the problem is when you bring it to the vet, it goes under, and it gets the gas mask, and it comes back, and it's none the wiser. It has no idea. The claws just got ripped out of it. So we got back from the vet. We opened the door, and the cat just took off. We're like, uh-oh, that's not good, you know? <laughs> He's out there empty-handed. Right. 
And we were right. It came back the next day. And like literally the next day, his face was fucking mangled. Like it, like it fought Roy Jones or Mike Tyson. Oh. And like he looks up at, and he looked up at me like all pissed. Like, hey, you know, hey, asshole. How about a little heads up next time? You know, I was out in the alley talking shit to this fucking raccoon. <laughs> and I usually have these little Wolverine blades that get me out of a pinch. Yeah. Reaching for the holster. Nothing there. Yeah. I got nothing but mittens I'm tossing at this thing. <laughs> Balls of socks. Yeah, I guess I'm. I guess I'm never going back out there again. I'm an indoor cat. Thanks for this ball of yarn. And then he pissed on our rug every day since then. That's what cats do. That's what they do. They love it. They love Sean, that. Thing, Sean, does this thing bring animals back to you? No, uh, not yet. My, I do have a um, an older cat was a rescue. She's a rescue, and I got an older cat. It's an it, it is a Maine Coon. Oh, it's rest. like a really, really small Maine Coon, and they're they're bred for actually fighting raccoons. And <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually one of the I things. Like they this, I like this arms race that's going on. You bring bigger <laughs> cats in as the raccoons get more. And, and first, first of all, every cat's a rescue. You got to get a shoebox in a yard. That's true. That is true. But I you get them some, all. Uh, you need a uh, Cole. It sounds like you need some lynxes and uh, on your yeah. property. Yeah, you really. I always like, I always like that we get person. bigger animals to predator the other animals. Well, they need to take for those. If animals. you look at her, uh, I don't know, like uh, the, 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 she's got some lynx and um, mini lynx and uh, Siamese is what what the breed is, whatever the hell crossbreed that is. Is that what you? Is that so, what they sold to you at the rescue session? No, I got this from a friend, from a uh, a lady friend that. Um, here in town, you get these weird cats out here, and especially on the coast. I don't know how they work, where they end up. But the Maine Coon was the same thing. Yeah. I got him from an old timer downtown. Sounds like, there's a, sounds like there's a real cottage industry of uh, gypsy gypsies <laughs> describing cats like wine. Well, well, yeah. In California, there's five cars for every person. Oregon, there's five cats. Yeah, it, yeah. At and least five cars. rescues. Yeah. Cats are the fucking worst, though. <laughs> we got a puppy. Dude, have, you ever, have you ever have you ever have you ever read about how cats are the biggest extinction event in in uh, biological history? No, go for it. No, they kill so many uh, birds. They're hunters. Cats are crazy hunters. I've I had a cat who jumped up. Out oh, they are. They're 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 miniaturized tigers. They're the perfect predators. Right. So if you're if you're like somebody like Sean Cole living in the woods, and your goal is to unleash a platoon of soldiers against raccoons, cats are what you want on your side. A platoon mm. of cat soldiers. But you know, there's other people like you know, say where I live in Oak Park, where they just let their their house cats kind of roam free, which you sort of shouldn't do because they're basically killing ecosystem animals that we actually need. Yeah, they shouldn't be just um, uh, just camping a hummingbird feeder. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the what's yeah, the most useful kind of funny? <laughs> <laughs> what's the most useful uh, animal that uh, the house cats of of Oak Park? The most useful animal? animal? Easy, I can answer that. Dragonflies. Easy. Dragonflies. They 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 eat a hundred percent. Dragonflies are the only animals that eat mosquitoes as a zygote and as their full grown form. 
<laughs> True. Truth. What do you think? Also, you guys I can. Love, yeah. I love all these conversations happening with this onside kick behind Nate Craig. The <laughs> you can but always I, tell me to stop because. No, I, get, I love it. I actually love I, it. I get too deep into animal facts sometimes, but I love, you know. I, John, we have you here so you can get too deep into animal facts. Dragonflies. <laughs> Dragonflies have this amazing ability. They're the only airborne predator that has this, where they have this insane ability. Like, let's say I'm a mosquito here. All right. Okay. Let's say this is going to be filmed. But if it's not filmed, I'm also going to explain it. <laughs> and I'm flying along at this angle. And a dragonfly is coming in at another angle. They have this innate ability that nobody knows how, where they can change their trajectory so that it doesn't look like they're getting closer to their prey, and then they just eat it easily. What? Huh. Yes. Dragonflies have this. And there are some scientists, and this is the crazy part, I don't subscribe to this mm-hmm. at all. This We're now going to get a little crazy here. They're blind in the blind spot. There are some, cause bird, there are some predatorial birds that do this as well. There are some scientists, and I again want to, I want to, before I say this, because I think there's too much disinformation on YouTube and weird shit, I want to say, I don't believe this. I do not believe this. You do not smash a subscribe button to this theory. But, 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 but for our listeners, watch out. Some scientists that believe that birds and dragonflies, that the multiverse exists, and that they can see multi-possibilities. And that's how they hunt that way. But I want to again be clear: I don't subscribe to that. Now you—that's what you believe, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just heard him swear to God. Uh, that's what you personally believe and put out there. On your it mind. is. It is, and that's how I'm raising my kids. <laughs> I think it's more of a maverick and goose staying in the blind spot. I agree. I agree. It's a hundred percent instincts. I agree, Sean. And those wings and all of that, uh, you know how they look uh, metallic or what? There's all this camouflaging that's built in. Yeah, and it's meant to deflect the sun and hide yeah, how they come in. Sure. It looks like a blurry shit. You know, it looks like if you, even if you have a compound eye and you're running away from a dragonfly, you you will think you have something on your lens before you realize a dragonfly is on your ass. On your ass, yeah. You might just think it's like some somebody's set of keys off in the distance, and it's really like, a dragonfly. Hang on a minute. Fuck. <laughs> Wait a second. This is horse shit. Because <laughs> it's right on you. He got me. He got me. That's it. That's your. Oh. That was your day. Sean, what do you think? Uh, what, what is what's the con- what's the uh, conventional wisdom on? Does a dragonfly enjoy? Uh, mis- eating mosquitoes in zygote form or a full-grown mosquito? Like Sucking babies. Care. He likes to suck babies down. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> so easy. So smooth. It's like yogurt. Like suck caviar. Down, suck <laughs> it's like yogurt. Cole, <laughs> oh, what's the best animals you got up there in your neck? Literally neck of the woods. I've got, an, I've got a great herd of elk that I have become very familiar with. Elk? I thought elk was elk. only in Canada. I'm obviously wrong, but I thought elk was no. only, elk's definitely only a northern animal, though, right? That's up there. I mean, he's up yeah, there. Yeah, it's up there. And this yeah, is a are. good herd. You're damn near like, Canada. You're damn might as well be Canada, right? Yeah. It's that Columbia River. 
It's that Columbia River, right? They can go all the way to the coast from wherever that starts easily. Flannery, oh yeah. What's that? What do you know? What's your what do you what's your inside take on elk? The rose big elk animals. Animal. I remember. Um, I don't have really an insight. I you know I I I miss. This is what I'll say about elk. Elk conspiracy theories. I don't have any conspiracy theories. This is what I'll say about elk. I miss living in a place like so. I live not twenty miles from a place called Elk Grove. They used to have elk. That no natural elk live there now, and I miss. I think my area should have animals that can kill people and dogs. Regularly. Out in the wild. I, right. I feel like Steven. I, I feel wolves need to be reintroduced. I feel elks need to be reintroduced. And I, I I fucking hate the way poodles walk their ass <laughs> out on the sidewalks. Thinking there's ass. nothing to fear. <laughs> like it's not natural. You, you know what no, I mean? It's not. Pugs. Pugs. Yeah. Like I feel we need to re and I understand. That once in a while a kid's gonna get grabbed, and that will be a tragedy. <laughs> Just put a little, put a little shield over the cradle but, now, and we're yeah, all and whatever you, you know. I I mean, we lose ten kids a day to peanut allergies. I mean, but we need these animals reintroduced. I feel to make nature more whole and to actually teach risk. Like we don't right. know risk. I think that's why we're dying from peanuts. We don't know risk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, you if you throw a couple tigers into the municipality, yeah, you get down on pe- peanut allergy deaths instantly. Sean, you got to come see me. I got cougars. I have. I to. got. Uh, I got so black bears out here. My oldest is at that age where we're supposed to get like free national parks. So we're talking about coming out next year. Well, you better come crew. before they all burn down. I'll come down. I'll, I'll bring. Uh, you know. I'll bring a shovel and some wet cloths, and we'll uh, we'll fight those fires. No, no, no! You go out there right after they burn down. That's then you're you got the whole place to yourself. Well, he's on the coast. We'll be fine. Um, I'm outside of the Cascades, um, right on the yeah. We're we're in we're in really good shape. Wasn't there, there a fire are... right up on the corner by you, Sean? Right up around the bend there. Yeah, not too far. We got a lot of smoke. Yeah. You said you have a black bear. You have a black bear in your neighborhood. Um, not super, um, in the neighborhood, but they're, they're out there. Cougars are a little more bold and the coyotes will actually come downtown and they're really cool. Uh, Sean, you'll get a kick out of this because what they'll do is the one coyote will go out and they look like really clean dogs. You know, they're just, they're healthy here. So they go out and they jump around like a puppy and they get another dog to, to, to come play with them. Like, Hey, come over here. We're having fun. I'm, I'm bouncing around. They, they will literally like jump around and like chase their tail and shit. And the dog will like, Oh, there's a friend. He wants to play. And they will, they will lure that dog back to their pack. And then they will, they will eat him. <laughs> These coyotes are, and they're down. They come downtown. Like they come, I've seen them in on my main street. Yeah, we, get, we get, uh, we get a coyote, a coyotes a lot in my neighborhood actually. And, uh, <laughs> Every once in a while, there'll just be a coyote running down my my street, and I don't know why. There'll be a cop car after it, and he'll just on speaker. He'll go, "Quit calling nine one one. Quit calling nine one one." 
<laughs> okay. Right. Now I heard it's a myth that coyotes hang out in packs. They, they're kind of they're lone wolves. Is that true? I've seen them singular, and I've seen a couple, but I've yeah, never. They're seen opportunistic, like yeah, uh, they're pack. like they're very adaptive. Not like wolves. Like wolves go in packs. Y'all gotta come over here. I got me a dog. Y'all want to eat a dog with me? That's it. They have yeah. So is was the cop was the cop telling the coyote to stop calling nine one one, Sean? I think he was. I think, I think he was, was like, just, listen, I just I think it was just regular, like, hey, I'm I'm driving around telling people to stop calling nine one one. I'm trying to get some rest. Just so <laughs> happened there's a coyote out here running point for me. I don't know. Look at this shit. You believe it? Stop calling 911, everybody. I was already out here yelling, stop calling 911. Stop calling it. Yeah. <laughs> Just so happens. Oh, man. All right. Let's switch it up to that onside kick behind you. I think we were yeah, right out falcons? of Any Falcons in the neighborhood? We're talking about the Yeah, we got a Falcon. Uh, falcons don't know the rules. Yeah. This is amazing. Duck your head for a second, Nate, Sean, if you haven't seen this. That's just tucked down. See, that's the ball. Yeah. Okay. And that's, they're backing away. Yeah, the Cowboys are covering an onside kick, which we talked about before is impossible nowadays. Impossible. Under the new rules, impossible. Yeah. You have to get like and a trick, trick kick specialist. Like we said, the Falcons, actually, their kicker can do it well. They got him off YouTube. So he also has special kicks. Terrible fit kicker normally, but he can do like these fucking, you know, crazy kicks. And the cowboy guy just had to spin real slow, and it was a you know a blunder by the Falcons. They just, they thought they had to wait for it to go ten yards. So I was just another rule. Yeah, that's super bad. And so, but it's impossible. Like they're so they're like uh, it ruined the onside kick so significantly that they didn't even coach it anymore. They just stopped. That's right. You're absolutely right. They said, "Hands team, go collect it." They were like, well, "These don't these don't work anymore. We're gonna worry about this." Wait. Right, uh, Flanner, yeah. you had a good uh, proposition. What they should do for onside kicks? What, what what I thought I didn't necessarily have a proposition, but it was funny. I, I was watching the Browns game, and Troy Aikman was talking about um, what. Actually, what was my proposition? Let me start well, there. I was saying <laughs> the trick, the trick, not, not not the NFL's proposition, but they want to change it. The actual to, to get an onside kick. NFL teams should actually hire like Vegas illusionists. Oh yeah, I did do a whole say magic that. Yeah. show in order to get. Yeah, this. I think they need Sigmund and Freud type, like Sigmund and Freud, dagger. <laughs> an illusionist. You know, you know, uh, what was your? Uh, what was Avid the song Mom. you always loved? Cole. Um. Uh. God damn it! What was that song? Uh, Abracadabra. We need a little yeah, Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, um, but yeah, I think they need to hire actual magicians who have a cloak in front of the ball. <laughs> when, that was a song that finally pulled the plug on Steve Miller Band. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, all right, he is done. <laughs> that was album, album, track title, and tour of 82. The yeah. Abracadabra tour. <laughs> But the video was just him pulling cocaine out of a hat. <laughs> 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 I 
But that would be great to have an entire Vegas magic show as your 11 front line for outside kick. But I think you should have your mascots run across the 50 yard line, you know, mm-hmm. like like tigers and bears, whatever your your mascot jump is. Up. Jump ball. Just jump it up. Jump Let a couple ball. fans duke it out. Well, they are talking about making it a fourth like in 25 play or something. Which is well, what I love about that. What I love about fourth and 25 is that the whole reason they stopped it is like because of the injury. Uh, right. issue. Like what injury. I love about the NFL is they have no short-term or long-term memory. <laughs> so they're like, oh, well, okay, nobody can recover uh, onside kicks anymore. Right. Let's uh, just do a fourth and 25. What, <laughs> and they forget that the reason they stopped doing onside kicks is because people just got the shit kicked out of them. And they somehow think that Sending these receivers on fly patterns on fourth and twenty-five, <laughs> and they won't on like all have concussions. You know, <laughs> that was amazing. What they hey, do, Sean, Sean? Do you think that the presidency of the United States should go to um, a possession arrow? <laughs> where, we just, where we just like. Do that. I think it should be. I think it should be an onside kick against their packed Supreme Court justices <laughs> versus our House leadership. Wait a minute, whose justices? The Republicans, <laughs> Supreme Court justices majority right. against our House leadership. That's I just what like I think every, it be. every four years. Uh, it's just a possession area. No voting anymore. <laughs> I wouldn't no mind voting. that. That's basically what it is alternate already. Turn. Yeah, your turn. alternate possession error. I like that. Yeah. Voting so screwed up. No more voting. No more yeah, anger. I like that. No more booking. No more voting. And you can't. And you can't vote for illusionists <laughs> like Stigman <laughs> and Freud. That's where you lost me. That's, That's where you lost me. <laughs> Do you know what I randomly rewatched last night? I don't know why. I was watching Ocean's Eleven. Like yeah. I like you know, I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in years. And just how big Sigmund and Freud. I love how if you did a Vegas movie, you had to have these two fucking gay lion trainers in, like in that movie. Oh my god. Sigmund. Like they're featured heavily. And now now one of them's dead. He has no head from a lion attack. <laughs> Who is that? Freud? They Freud get fucked up. But like they're featured Freud, heavily. One train, the movie. one trained tiger is the one who wanted to fuck his mother or something. <laughs> oh man, that's so much. Ocean's Eleven. That, that was another one where they just, kept, they just kept making movies so they could have fun. I love watching those movies. Like, well, at least someone's having fun here. These that's what I liked about it, though, because watch. have you ever watched the originals? That's all the originals were. Right. I sort of like, I, I love Sodenberg, but I sort of like that he just embraced the ethos of Sinatra, yeah. where he's like, I, it's just about uh, that. Um, what's his name? Don Chaney. Did the worst Cockney accent of all time? <laughs> Don Just to people, fuck yeah. around with it. You, you like, like Don Cheney? Um, I can't. I can get. I can do this all day. 
I'm no longer correcting Flannery's misnames. Who said it best? Don Cheney, Sigmund and Freud. <laughs> Lon Cheney. Don Cheney was uh Don Cheney was uh was Dick Cheney's black daughter. <laughs> Don Cheney had to be a coach somewhere, right? He had to run a basketball camp or something. Uh, Don Cheney was a player at Indiana. Right? <laughs> Don Cheney. He was a power forward in Indiana. Right? No. Cole, you went there. I didn't go to Indiana. No, the Don Cheney's basketball camp in uh, no. Pennsylvania. <laughs> I went to Lon Cheney's uh, basketball camp. <laughs> and it was terrifying. A lot of wolf makeup. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, by the way, did you see those coaches got fined today in the NFL? Like, uh, three coaches got fined $100,000 each for not wearing a mask. I love the fucking <laughs> Just because, like, listen, it's just a bad look. Listen, we know we're not safe at all. Playing football in a traveling party. Everyone's getting COVID. That yeah. That just admits that, like, if the, you know, if somebody, if visible people do this one stupid little menial task, <laughs> thousands of lives will be saved every time. It's amazing. Fight. They, they've outlawed the... Uh, Jersey swap after the game, you know, they're draw friends now. They swap yeah. jerseys as friendship. They've outlawed that because of COVID. And Richard Sherman's like, geez, we're going to play an entire football game, full contact. We'll be both switching jerseys. <laughs> is a bad thing. And like, um, some like players, like, rep or some for the league, someone for the league, like, representatives, like, just like, come on, give us a break, man. It's like, listen, if you're drunk and you're driving 100 miles an hour the wrong way down the highway, you should still wear a seatbelt. Okay, <laughs> listen. We know everything ninety five percent is bad, but we, we're doing what we can. Give us a help us out a little bit. Which I love Come them. On. I love them submitting. You're going to die, but at least make yeah. it look good for the camera. Come on, Kamish. Some of us got the same girlfriend, man. <laughs> <laughs> same baby mama, at least. Come on, Kamish. That's incredible. Um, what was the other NFL story? I just told them $100,000 is a lot of fucking money. It is. It's a lot and of money. All that says right there is pretty. Oh, the virtual fan thing has got to be great. The Eagles game. Um, <laughs> the Eagles game, I was, I was watching. The Rams killed them. You know, they had the virtual fans going on now. And they, mm -hmm. they piped in noise. The, whoever was doing the broadcast for the Philly game, they piped in booing. Every time Wentz would throw an interception, <laughs> so it actually looked like it looked like an Eagles game. But apparently, it actually wasn't happening in the stadium because the NFL does things as complicated as possible. The NFL gives each team like this file of noise that they have to play, like at a seventy decibel level. Um, the Niners coach Shanahan said it's it's like torture. It's like white noise. It's always going on in the stadium. It's, uh, but the broadcast TV does a separate file of noise, so they put it in booing for Philly. We were saying, Sean, it would be great if they regionalized fans. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're like, we're like with Eagles are booing, and they're they're sort of like, all right, well, it's Boston, it's a certain amount of racial slurs. Uh, <laughs> Can you drop a couple more fags in there for yeah. Boston fans? With Los Angeles, they don't even show up to the second, you know, <laughs> quarter. So, like, total silence in the first, right. you know. That's what I thought. Part of the problem was with the Eagles because they. They weren't having booing in the stadium, so they weren't used to it. They weren't used to like 
normal like fans. Yeah, they need that energy. Right. Absolutely. Packer fans only cheer for the fullback. (laughs) (laughs) CJ, something we talked about was, and this would be a great opportunity now with with these closed, essentially closed arenas, is give me the sounds of the game as they happen. I want to hear guys hollering at each other, saying what they're saying, saying they're pissed off shit. If I got to pay for it, that's your revenue. I'll, I'll, I'll put it. Hey, I'll get you three ninety nine a game if I can hear my guys saying. Yeah, that's how they do it. They got to do a a completely separate fee that you have to pay for, whatever, which is fine. Because if you did like an eight second delay on a game, the game would take a week because it's just nonstop. You're right. Blocked out. Yeah, it's just blocked. And you see, you can tell right now that there's so many sounds of the game, and and even in the uh, in the NBA bubble where they've got to block it, block it, block it. And I'm like, man, give me this give me this dialogue on the court. I want to hear these athletes talking at each other, to each other. To yeah, the, you should you know. be able to pay for that. That would be a phenomenal yeah. feature. I know. It's, it's not like a radio rated R. I mean, it's just words. It's just rated R. kind of like how the like rap songs on the radio edit, they used to have two different versions, like a clean version and a dirty version. Yeah. They would change the words. Then there's like, fuck that. We'll just bleep out the dirty words. It's like, you know, eight seconds of a song. It's just like, oh, 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 it's like nonstop hitting and stopping. Yeah. And uh, so if you do that with a football game, it'll be great. Give me all of it. Speaking of which, this is kind oh, of. Yeah. Some people don't want to hear what football players have to say. Speaking of radio edits, uh, I heard Naughty by Nature's OPP the other day. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the original dirty version, it's other people's uh, pee for private parts to you, penis or pussy or whatever it was. But in the radio, the radio edit, they change it to property, which is somehow more offensive. You're actually talking, like, you're down. Like with, a landlord. Yeah, you're down with other people's property. You're talking about, you're talking about someone's spouse, sir, as, as property. Anyway, that came out today in the radio. But Nate, I see you have Brian Erlocker up there. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the flowing locks of uh, Hall of Fame middle linebacker, Chicago Bear, Brian Erlocker, University of New Mexico Bulldog. Is that where he went to college? New yeah, he went to New Mexico. Yeah, he went to New Mexico. I, yeah, New Mexico. I thought they were gray dogs, but they're probably bulldogs. I'm sure they're you're right. Or some, they're probably another husky. Yeah, he played linebacker and return kicks in college. No, he played free now, safety. He played free safety there. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. He was and now, not a linebacker. And now he's uh, he's a social commentator and spokesperson for hair plugs. And we said before, yeah, the only guy who looks less attractive with hair. <laughs> uh, that's what I find ho- amazing. It, so you guys don't live in Chicago. His billboards for hair right. replacement are all over. It, yeah. It's like... You, you, um, if I lived in Libya under Gaddafi, <laughs> I would see less billboards of Gaddafi than what I see of billboard of, of uh, Urlacher. Right? It's like he's a fucking dictator, and that's all I see. Every exit, every everything, and he looked he like he went from looking like a good looking, healthy young man. To like the Secret Service agent that just kills the president's mistress. I mean, like, he looks like an evil man with hair. He looks like Jeremy Piven. Like they both got the same hair plug. Well, Jeremy Piven's an evil man. Like I he was outed with Me Too and everything. 
Yeah. He looks like Jeremy Piven that can get into some fucking trouble. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he got the Bears are now out of distance, social distancing themselves from him because of his social media, which is kind of great. So Erlocker, um what was the first one? He didn't like. He's not, he's not a fan of Black Lives Matter. Didn't like that the uh, that the basketball players were were boycott. That the Bucks didn't want to play that game. So right, it's what, when the basketball players boycotted. I think racists took that as them taking a day off work. Yeah, I wish I could take a day off work. Like I, I wish I could have Disney World to myself. I wish I could have a day off and go to Epcot with nobody it's also around. Like, buddy, you're retired. <laughs> So Erlocker sees a sees an opening in Chicago for that for that old retired bear racism because Mike Ditka's yes. about to go soon. Yeah, and somebody's somebody's got to sell steaks after Ditka retires. So he's going to monopolize on that. This is what he posted after the players boycotted. He goes, Brett Favre played the Monday Night Football game the day his dad died, threw four touchdowns in the first half, and was a legend for playing the face of adversity. NBA players boycott the playoffs because a dude reached for a knife, went on a felony sexual assault warrant. Was shot by police. Imagine send finishing that analogy. (laughs) Imagine finishing that analogy with that many prepositional phrases. (laughs) Had a knife, shot by the cops in front of his kids. It's such a it's such a meathead analogy. First of all, it's not even just a a football player. It's a guy that he knows and played against. It's like okay, also, Brett Brett, Brett Favre's dad died of old age. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't shot by the cops. Why don't why don't you why don't you uh, why don't you make analogies for every uh, yeah <laughs> Brett Favre games for every great civil rights movement four <laughs> touchdowns became a legend. That's amazing. <laughs> Love a linebacker. Now do now do the day Martin Luther King got shot. What Brett Favre game was that? Bride. I do. I do love how sports media is all you sink or swim on how you do after you play after you got the call that a dear family member died. <laughs> Remember that ice skater? Dan James. That got the call, like, hey, by the way, your sister's fucking dead right before he started to skate, and, the, and then he wiped out, and everyone was like, oh, what a tragedy. I want to say know? Dan Jansen, but he has a speech character. He goes, <laughs> whisper in his ear, should we tell him? All right, by the way, your sister just died. And go! He just yeah. wiped out against his, against the wall. <laughs> the gunshot, he just went right into the wall. And, and I think they were, and I think they wanted to do it for the sports narrative, because they're like, of course! If he wins the gold, it'll be the greatest story yeah. of all time. NBC call, NBC call, not Olmeyer call. Right, right. His coaches were against it. <laughs> Fucking Bob Costas got on the phone. Because <laughs> that's Tell the, him now. <laughs> it's amazing. The only way you're a real hero in America with sports is if you've eaten a bad pizza and you play well. <laughs> <laughs> or a sibling died. Right. Isaiah Thomas. Fahrenheit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Isaiah Thomas. Or you have a bloody sock. If Isaiah you have a bloody Thomas sock, that helps too. Isaiah Thomas almost got a max contract because his sister died. He's yeah, exactly. Yeah. The other. How did they avoid giving him money? I mean, that was one player that deserved it, was ready right. to set up for max or at least some yeah, max yeah. deal. Somebody got out of it. Danny Ainge is such a prick. 
Listen, they knew their they knew their you And you scored forty a game, but listen, you know that you know this is a fraud, right? You know you're a fraud, right? They were brilliant. That right there shows you that these guys are going to the finals. I don't think the Heat win another game. <laughs> what do you think, Cole? You are NBA expert of the bubble playoffs going. The Lakers lost tonight, by the way. Is that 2 1? Yeah. But that Heat, that Heat team's hilarious. I don't want to talk about Jimmy Butler. Like, oh, Minnesota, you wanted him gone. Phil, you want you want him gone. Now, now look at him. Jimmy Butler wanted to go. You can't stop Jimmy Butler from going somewhere. Like, you, you, you tell Jimmy Butler to stay in Minnesota. He's not staying in fucking Minnesota. And he's, he's been good everywhere. He's been good everywhere. Everyone right. asks, like, oh, you didn't like him, but he's been good everywhere he's played at. Yeah, but he goes where he wants to go. Like, yeah, he, of course. He got himself out of Minnesota. He went to Miami. Rolling Stone don't gather no moss. Remember we saw, we saw him, uh, we were at Trent. What's that bar in uh, Chicago and Armitage? Nolan's buddy works at Trinity Bar. Whatever. Uh-huh. It's, a club. it's an Irish bar. We're outside smoking, and right next door is a bar. I don't know if it still exists, but people go there and, like, golf and, like, simulate golf whatever. Anyway, Jimmy Butler pulls up in his brand new truck. He's being a free agent for Chicago then. And we're like, ah, Jimmy, you know, stay with the boys. Like, hey, nice truck. And on his truck, $100,000 truck with rims and everything, there was no rear view mirrors on it. And I started, Jimmy, hey, what's up with your, ch- like your truck? Where's your mirrors? How come there's got no mirrors? He goes, oh, man, I never look back, ever. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I don't know if that's street legal, but that's that's a pretty cool philosophy. It's good. <laughs> right. Instagram post. I don't know if that's a. I think you should be on the Eisenhower with that, but all right. And he did. Yeah, hundred thousand dollar truck with no rear mirror. So it's a round camera. My wife has that on her Rover. It's I know. Just I'm a, camera. We have, but that was his line. Anyway, I hope I hope Butler. I hope Miami wins. All you say they don't win another game. I don't think so, man. Yeah. No, no, the Lakers will win. There's no way. Well, and it's they're just doing it by way of bullshit. And uh, I don't think and, the Heat lose another game. Period. <laughs> uh, Boston team's pretty good, and they're getting Hayward back, and they need that extra little finesse pop. And he does, he does things to help them, uh, to help finesse them do pop. what they that's do. A, that's a Switzerland uh, boy band. He's their Dragic. He's he's enough. Um, I love the Heat, man. They're playing. They're playing that great D. They're playing that D, man. Spolstra. I'm a Spolstra guy. He's a Portland State guy. He comes out here. He goes to the bar. He goes to a uh, Bill's Tavern. Spolstra's <laughs> in there with his wife. Is that true? He loves, he loves Cannon Beach. Yeah, he's a good. He's like he went to college in Portland State. He's like a regular dude. He's he. He's just got a crazy mind, and he got a good job. Pat Riley loves him, and uh, he's, he's he's a man of the people. The Hall of Fame coach, man of the people, comes down to Cannon Beach, bets on the Coyotes. Pat Riley, <laughs> Pat Riley, he was like you guys were talking about my dad before. My dad's <laughs> and every Irish dad's uh, symbol of success was Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Pat Riley. He gets paid like tons of money for to talk to corporations for speeches because they just think he knows what he's talking about. He's Pat Riley. He's an old Irish businessman. He's Pat Riley's slick man. He lives a pretty good life right now. He's, he's, been, living, 
He does. He's been living a pretty good life for the last like sixty years. He does. That was one of my main takeaways from uh, from the Last Dance. Pat Riley's still a piece of ass. He copyrighted <laughs> the term. He copyrighted the term three Pete, and he didn't even come up with it. Yeah. But he lost the money off it. <laughs> what an asshole! Pat Riley is a piece of ass. Boy. He is a piece of ass. He's a silver fox. He's still got that hair. It's all intact. <laughs> He's only gotten better at combing it. And now he's got that little beard. He's got a little beard on. Now he's an executive. He's got white linen suits to match his hair. It's just, it's, it's, it's irresistible. He's always standing up. What's with the, the seating up in those booths, those suites up there? I wore, I wore a Pat Riley suit to uh, Acosta's wedding. I got that was the Pat <laughs> Riley. Suit <laughs> sucker. Oh, see-through white suit. Yeah, at the at the uh, Army Navy store at the fucking. Um, well, I bought a second hand at a nice thrift shop. It was like it was like being wrapped in bounty paper towels. You spilled a drink on it. You see, everyone saw your entire genitalia dulls. Sweater. That was my plan. <laughs>